Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode 40-something, 9, 49? I don't know. Oh, we'll start again. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode my age. 49? Don't tell anybody how old I am. (laughs) Yes, this is episode 49. Uh, How are you doing today? Great. Good. We're Uh, in a weird place. We are in a strange place. We uh, decided to go into a little studio, uh, rehearsal space area down in South Seattle, uh, secretive location uh, for now. Maybe we'll tell you later. But uh, but uh, the nice thing is that we have a little tiny room. It's fairly quiet, but if you hear drums and bass going, it's because there's bands rehearsing in other rooms. Yep. So you might get a little rock and roll experience with your podcast today. And also, we got a really nice lesson about how to talk into microphones. <laughs> So I forgot one of the pop screens. So uh, the the nice man who set us up gave me a little lesson on how to not uh, plosive your peas in a regular microphone. Where's uh, the other one? I didn't put it on. Oh, what what's that? Oh, the pop screen. Yeah. Oh, you can. You want to put it on? Where is it? It is. It's behind you. Oh yes. Will it go on here? Oh yeah, you can screw that on. Uh, yeah, while you do that, I'll, uh, I'll keep talking as if, uh, nothing's going on. She's going to put a pop screen on. She's going to figure out how to put a pop screen on. <laughs> yeah. How's that? That is great. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you, meaning me. Very well done. I'm going to start this again. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Let's get trivia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Episode 49. Is that how old you are? No. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're coming to you live. No. From no, not live. We're not live. What are we? <laughs> oh, we're hitting the existential questions early and often. <laughs> Too early. I gotta have another one of my little Rainier sips here. Yeah. Truly mild Rainier beer. I did not know. It says truly mild. Truly mild. Mine says winter jubilee can. So does mine. It says half quart to make it sound like it's more than just a regular <laughs> like tall boy of beer. But this, uh, uh, they sell them at the studio, so we're going to have one. How are you doing today? I'm so good. How are you? I am good as well. It is, as you are hearing this, uh, hopefully this is dropping on February 12th. And we are in week, starting week six of the Winter Classic Tournament. Yes, we are. And uh, we should have called it the Winter Jubilee. 
now that uh, I've seen the can. The official, the official beer. We didn't call it the Winter Jubilee. <laughs> the official beer of uh, of the podcast of the tournament. Yeah. So week six, uh, we've updated the leaderboard, and uh, there's still three weeks of games to go. So uh, for those of you playing the tournament, get out there and play. Still, lots of time to uh, tie to fighters. Tie uh, fighters, I'm looking at you. Ah, uh, oh, are are we going to call out some teams and tell them to get get on there, get on the stick here? Well, last time I looked, they were in the top forty, but not in the top twenty where they needed to be. Yeah, they're, and I really want them to be at the final. They're bubbling under the uh, the top twenty right now. They play every week, but they. Uh, oh, one of their teammates started school. So she hasn't been coming, so they haven't been winning as much. Oh, I see. Well, you just tell them that while school is very important, (laughs) the Winter Classic (laughs) Tournament is an important inter. It is important important, inter. Yes. So hopefully hopefully her her, uh, professors will understand. She started coming back a little more, so. Oh, that's good. I told them they need to jump in on another night, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm a few points short, but I really want to be there for the finals, may I suggest uh, heading out to some of those other places that you haven't played and getting a second or third uh, quiz night in? I suggest coming to my Tuesday at Fitzgerald Ooh. because we just got a second TV going. Oh, yeah. Second TV. More tables where you can see the screen. And we're going to do that same thing at the Crown Bar uh, in Tacoma because that place is starting to really heat up and we need another screen. So if not this week, the next week we'll have a second screen going at the Crown Bar. We have a second screen now going at the Skylark. So if you want to sit around oh, the yeah. corner, you can do that. Uh, it's just expanding. We're taking awesome. over. We're taking over. We're not taking over anything. We're sitting in a little studio with beers and talking <laughs> into weird microphones. It's taking us over. Yes. <laughs> that is very true. All right. I think I want to know about the Montreal Canadiens. So tell me. Oh no! I haven't watched a game for a while because I've been busy. Yeah, well, this is your busy season. Yes, but this week on Thursday, I am leaving to go to Las Vegas, and on Saturday, I'm going to see them play, and I'm going to send you pictures and hopefully get a UB. I am just hoping. I don't even know if he's going to be there. He has to be. Do they bring mascots on the road? This is a very good question that I don't know the answer to. Me neither. Um, I'm hoping that they do. I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to see Yuppie. Who come for the Yuppie. <laughs> like, come for the hockey, stay for the Yuppie. <laughs> it should be their, their motto. Well, I'm just thinking because it's an away game. Right. They'll have their own mascot. I can't remember ever seeing an away team's mascot. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. 
Um, I think you should just start a UP chant once you're in your seats before the puck drops. UP, UP, UP. There'll be like three people there that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they're all skating. <laughs> they're all they're all hockeying. <laughs> they're all hockeying. <laughs> Is that the hockey verb? Uh, that's what I'm calling it. Well, I'm good with that. Oh, that reminds me, uh, since you will be gone later this week, uh, I will be hosting at the uh, Pono Ranch on Thursday. Yes. So I told everybody there yeah. on Thursday, I said, oh. there will be trivia, but I will not be here. And everybody like booed and didn't like it. I know. So you set me up for failure now. I did. Uh, why did you do that? <laughs> Actually, I said... Uh, Paul's going to be here. He's the one who will have written all the questions, so you can totally bitch at him about it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Pono Ranch trivia canceled <laughs> Thursday. Blame Monica. They'll love you. No. You know what? They, they will really love you if you sing the song. Uh, well, every time I substitute for you, I have to sing the song. <laughs> People get mad if you don't sing the song. I think every time I've substituted for you, I've sang the song. Yeah? I think so. Oh, okay. I think good. so. I haven't, I haven't subbed for you that often. No. So. We'll uh, get ready for singing on Thursday. Me, 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 me. Yuppie, yuppie, yuppie. And Kat, our newest host, who uh, hosts Tuesdays at the Bison Creek, will be at the local 907 hosting down there and she used to play the quiz at the uh, 907 so i think people know her know her there so uh, oh, okay. so they'll uh uh but you can you can boo her <laughs> i just put that does out she there. listen to this no she doesn't listen oh to this. okay good she's really young she doesn't know what a podcast is what i'm just kidding That's... she's probably listening right now going i know what a podcast is <laughs> dummy dummy she can't be listening right now because we're recording oh. uh, let's start <laughs> the podcast now okay now it is time for the lightning round I'm going to ask you questions, and you're going to ask me questions, and someone's going to get some right and some of them wrong. What's your theme for me this week? Flowers. Flowers? <laughs> now, this is Valentine's Day week, so I, guess, I think that's very appropriate. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Subliminally, subconsciously, you were like, oh, maybe I should get Paul some flowers. Well, related questions. Okay. Well, <laughs> yours has something to do with, with love as well, uh, and that's cocktails. Uh-huh. Uh, cocktails named after people. Okay. There's quite a few of these. I'm sure there are. Would you like to start, or would you like to go second? I think you should start. I will start with the lightning round now. Question number one. The Elliot Spritzer. That's Pinot Grigio wine, Chambord, uh, pepper, so soda water, and lime. Was named after disgraced Governor Elliot Spritzer and is available at restaurants in what state? Is it Florida? It is not. It is New York. He was the governor of New York. 
Did he go on the hike? No. Oh, that was oh, somebody else. The, the Cumberland Gap hike. That was his. That was his thing. Oh, I wasn't off in another country with my mistress. I was. I was hiking. Yeah. Oh God, I, I remember using that. That was a great euphemism for having a sexual affair. It's like <laughs> I'm just gonna go take a hike. <laughs> really long. Really, really hike. long, satisfying hike. <laughs> It turned out that it was on, like, National Hike Naked Day or something, too. Really? Yeah, it really was. Oh. I wonder <laughs> if he saw that, like, on a calendar and was like, that's my excuse. Go with that one. Hiking naked. <laughs> okay. Well, I got that wrong. Number one for you. All right. California provides nearly 100% of the U.S. crop for what edible flower that we eat before it blooms? Is that the artichoke? It is. Uh, I love a good artichoke. I almost bought an artichoke uh, a couple days ago to make a recipe. They're weird. They are weird. They're flavorful, but they're sort of unsatisfying to eat. You have yeah, to scrape the little meat off yeah. and it's kind of... I like the uh, hearts on a pizza. Love to cut out the hearts of the artichoke and eat the hearts. Yes. The hearts of my enemy artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, the enemy of your artichoke is also your friend. Uh, question number two for you. A cocktail of gin, vermouth, orange juice, and curacao. Is named after what cowboy and humorist who once said, I never met a man I didn't like. Probably his most famous quote. He was all over the place. Mm, No. Will Rogers. Will Rogers. Oh, she's shaking her head because I just did something really old. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. Ah. <laughs> well, he would like you if he had met you, because he never met a man or a Monica. <laughs> what are you saying, Paul? <laughs> that you are a Monica, and he likes you. All right. He well, likes, but he doesn't like you like you. He just no? likes you. Oh. Well, I don't like me right now, because I'm getting all my questions wrong. <laughs> Number two for you. What 2010 comedy film stars Rachel McAdams as a new producer of Daybreak, a New York City morning show, in which she hires a former news anchor to host, played by Harrison Ford. Oh, right. It's Harrison Ford and Diane Keaton, I think. The power duo. Um, Is that called Morning Glory? Yes, because uh, it's a flower. Uh, I get it. I get it. Never saw that, but I think I used a clip of it in a video round once. I had no idea it existed, and I just read what it was about, and I was like, that sounds like the most like boring comedy I've ever heard of. That's like one that, like, if it's on the airplane... You'll probably watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll probably watch it, it and I'll probably cry. Too. Yeah, exactly. It's like because if I'm on an airplane, I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was a brides wars oh, question yes. like last week, mm-hmm. and I told everybody that I watched it on a plane. Yeah, and I cried because <laughs> I was on drugs. 
Question number three. In 2011, a bartender created what he called a bipolar cocktail with both vodka and gin and named it after what actor and director who was at the time going through a bit of a meltdown. And I'll say his name has a a cocktail connotation to it. There's a cocktail that shares his last name. Oh. A actor and director? Yes. In 2011, kind of went nuts. 2011, crazy... I don't know. Is Mel Gibson? Mel yeah, Gibson. He like got. He was like drunk driving, and then said a bunch of anti-Semitic shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Gibson is a type of cocktail. See, I didn't even know. It's that. um. It's basically if you have a. Uh, it's a bucket of, of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You write freedom yeah. in the. With the blood, and then you splash it all over Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's um, it is when you uh, instead of a uh, twist or a an olive in your cocktail, you have one of those cocktail onions. Uh huh. That's a Gibson. Oh. The cocktail onion. I love a good cocktail onion. Yeah. Mm. Number three for you, also called Bachelor's Button. This flower is often used to describe a shade of blue. Hmm. Is it a periwinkle? No. Okay. It's cornflower blue. Oh, that's a pretty color. I like that color quite a bit. Nice. Uh, question number four for you. In CB lingo for the truck drivers out there, what is a Harvey Wallbanger? I don't know. You're you're driving your truck. You're on the CB. You're saying shake breaker breaker one nine rubber duck coming in. Is it a fender bender like a wreck? You're very close. It uh, technically for them it is a drunk driver. Um, Is a Harvey Wallbanger. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I like it. Have you ever had a Harvey Wallbanger? No. That is one of those cocktails that I remember hearing about, like very young, and I think it was a big '70s cocktail. Yeah. And I have never ordered it, and I don't think I ever will. I never have heard anybody order one. I'd have to go to some place where people were like older than me. And go to the bartender and say, "I have a heart. I'll have a Harvey Wallbanger." You might be able to go to like the fancier places where they wear the vests, yes, and they shake very vigorously oh, the I cocktail love shakers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love those people. And they always have like mustaches, you know. Yeah. Do they flip the? Do they do little tricks with the shakers in your mind? Yes. That's awesome. I love, the they bar. Think, I love the bar in your mind. They think that they're from the 20s. Yes. But they're not. <laughs> they're hipsters. <laughs> Number four for you. On the 1990s British sitcom Keeping Up Appearances, mm. what is the flowery name of the class-obsessed main character played by Patricia Rutledge? Ooh. And before you answer... Okay. I will tell you that she has two sisters on the show, and their names are Daisy and Rose. Okay. Well, they'll take Daisy and Rose take out of the, uh, <laughs> of, of the equation. 
I'm just going to go with the first name that popped in my head is Petunia. Now it's Hyacinth. Hyacinth. Oh, wow. That show is so funny. I have never watched Keeping Up Appearances. So her last name is Bucket. Hyacinth. But she doesn't like it because she wants to sound more posh. Sure. So she says it's pronounced bouquet. (laughs) 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 Which really goes with the flowery name, though. Yeah. This sounds like Faulty Towers, sort of. Uh, have you watched Faulty Towers? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds sort of in that vein. It kind of is, yeah. because she's she's so obsessed with being uh, not lower class. Yeah. That she just gets herself in these horribly embarrassing situations because of it, like, makes it worse for herself. Sure. And if she would just relax, lady. <laughs> And, like, her sisters and her dad and her husband are all, like, they don't care about it. So they embarrass her, like, accidentally all the time. Yeah. It's very funny. I like it. Hmm. I'll have to catch up with that. All right. Last one for you, and I'm going to help you through this one. <laughs> okay. There's two cocktails, the Mary Pickford and the Charlie Chaplin. They're named after silent film actors who, along with Douglas Fairbanks, got together and created what film studio in 1919? They got together. (laughs) I made it too hard. Um, Okay, so does it have something to do with the fact that there's three? It has more fact to do with it's bringing people who are actors and directors together. Paramount? Mm. The studio's called United Artists. Oh. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my That's fault. That's alright. No, no, no. You I, know I what though? It's me. a perfect score. <laughs> Perfectly round. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Released in 1996 and starring Alyssa Milano. What is the subtitle to the sequel, Poison Ivy 2? Oh, no. The subtitle. <laughs> yeah. That was a big deal because she got sort of naked in it, and that was a big deal. So then getting the subtitle of that will just never happen. Um, Poison Ivy 2. Turn off the dark. Poison Ivy 2. Judgment Day. Poison Ivy 2. Electric <laughs> Poison Ivy 2. Two harder. Um, I'm never going to. It's like. Uh, oh, it's like. Poison Ivy 2. The Seduction or something like that. No. Okay, what is it? It's Lily. Lily. Because it's a flower. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a Lily Lissa Milano. Oh, my God. Oh, that was bad. All right. How many did you get? How many did I get? Sorry. Uh, You only got two. Okay. So it was tough, tough all around. Yeah. Tough all around. All right, everybody. That is the lightning round. That was like the Browns playing the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody got a safety in the end zone. Let's do nothing. Late at night while you're sleeping for 
It is now time for game prep. February 12th, 1980. Happy birthday, actress Christina Ricci. Happy birthday, Christina. Best known for playing Wednesday Addams in the Addams Family movies and Lizzie Borden in the Lifetime movie, Lizzie Borden took an axe. Gave her mama 40 wax. (laughs) Uh, Or father 40 wax. I think she did both. Somebody. Um, Somebody got it. Christina Ricci fan? Yeah, I like her. Yeah. I was kind of young when the Addams Family movies came out. Kind of the perfect age to watch it. Sure. And I just loved her. Yeah, that deadpan stare that she gets. I thought she was really great. That amazing forehead. (laughs) She has an amazing forehead. She has a very nicely shaped head. Oh, absolutely. And a very cute little nose. Yes. Oh, and she was in that uh, Sleepy Hollow movie. Yeah. I was trying to think of another really big movie. Uh, she just, another she does one a is of... the Casper movie. Oh, That was right. a big deal for me as like a 12-year-old girl. Oh, that one I missed completely. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> isn't <laughs> that, you did. That's a Bill, a Bill Pullman joint, isn't it? Yeah. He's the dad. That's the one where they set up the Casper mythology that Casper was a young boy that died of pneumonia. Whereas like the comic books, they never talked about how Casper died. They did it? No. But in the movie, they're like, well, we have to have a backstory for Casper. Yeah. So he was a young boy that died of pneumonia. His dad was like an inventor or toy maker or something. And uh, he invented this machine called the Lazarus machine. Oh, wow. To try and bring Casper back to life. I love this. I love this that you know this much about the (laughs) Casper movie. That's amazing. How many times do you think you've seen the Casper movie? Because it was a childhood I movie. Would, it was probably a lot. Yeah, I would guess about 10 times. Probably. Wow. Wow. I watched it again as an adult. Yeah, and? Holds up? No. No. <laughs> the There's other ghosts in the movie that live in the house. Right. I've seen one taking a shower. And they're really annoying. Yeah. But I was able to look past that as a... Child. Sure, sure. <laughs> you were invested in Casper's story and the Christina Ricci of it all. I get yeah. it. Yeah. February 12th, 1999, President Bill Clinton is acquitted by the Senate in his impeachment trial, falling short of the 67 votes needed. His two charges, perjury and obstruction with justice, stemmed from his lying in a sworn deposition about his relationship with Monica Lewinsky. That was a hard time for us Monicas. Yes. Oh, I feel bad for the Monicas out there. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, you're Monica, like, you're with the president and the I was like 12. Yeah. And there are grown men calling me Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, it was gross. That's not right. It wasn't right. Guys, clean it up out there. It was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, there was like a support group for people named Monica during that time. I bet there, <laughs> there had to be. Yeah. Yeah. February 13th, 1961. This is something I just learned about, and I love the story. What is it? Coso? Yeah. The Coso artifact, 
A spark plug encased in a geode is found near Olancha, California. Because the artifact finders claim the geode is at least 500,000 years old, many people believe this is either signs of an ancient advanced civilization, human time travelers, or aliens who left the spark plug behind. Yes. They were changing their spark plugs and they forgot to pick up one and it got encased in a geode. Now, uh, I don't, have you heard of any of this? I've never heard this of this. This is an amazing story. So this is a lot of a lot of your uh, ancient alien uh, people. Oh, I bet they love they this. They love this because how else does a spark plug get inside a 500,000-year-old geode? Well, what kind of a spark plug are we talking about? Well, spark plugs are only... 19th century inventions i mean they've been around for a long time they probably doesn't look like the spark plug that's in uh you know one of our cars now it's a little different but uh the big crux of this was that they went to a geologist and the geologist said well this geode is at least five hundred thousand years old other geologists were like you probably not but they really ran with that and were like well this is proof that Aliens well, can't they date? Can they date the spark plug? Well, you got to take them out to dinner first. You, <laughs> you know, you know, you got to take it I slow. I need to think before you, I say you, words. You got to play. You got to play it long with the spark plugs. Uh, February thirteenth, two thousand four, the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics discovers the universe's largest diamond, a white dwarf star that is cooled and crystallized into a diamond. They name it Lucy after the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so there's a big diamond out there. It's crystallized, cooled off carbon, and it's crystallized into a diamond form. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, and right in the day before Valentine's Day, they discover it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I bet one of, the ast- one of those astrophysics guys was like, went home to his girlfriend and was like, I got your big diamond. And then brought his telescope out. <laughs> there and it she is. was like, Yeah, that's great. I named it Lucy after you. <laughs> My name is Denise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always thought of you as a Lucy. <laughs> sort of Lucy Goosey. What was the the weird song that sounded like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? <laughs> no, it didn't sound like the song, but the the name of it was like the same hmm. oh it was judy in the sky with glasses no judy in dis uh, judy in disguise <laughs> in disguise with glasses no in disguise i heard you <laughs> oh wait a second now i'm really curious did that song come out after and is it a parody of lucy in the sky with the diamonds how Judy could it not disgu- be? Okay, we got to look this up. I don't have my phone. <laughs> Wait a second. That's what I always thought of it. That's I'm freaking you didn't out now. Think so? Lucy in disguise. Well, Judy. that's what you are. Isn't it Judy? It's Judy in disguise. Yeah, I said it wrong. Judy in disguise. Uh, you're looking at live. Looking up on phones, guys. Put away your phones. <laughs> Uh, They're not allowed out during the lightning round. Da, 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 but da, game da, prep is fine. in disguise with glasses. Now, it came. Ah, there we go. 
Uh, it came out the same year as Sgt. Pepper's, 1967. But its title is a play on uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Because uh, the singer of this band, which was called uh, John Fred and his Playboy Band, thought that the uh, song was called Lucy in Disguise with Diamonds. Oh, when he first it was heard a it. misheard lyric. It was a mondegreen, the uh, misheard lyrics. So he named his Judy in Disguise with Glasses. That's awesome. That is now one of my favorite things. Ever. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Forget anything else you've learned ever on our podcast. Ah. I'm going to drop that song in right here. It's the dumbest song in the world. It is it's, real dumb. <laughs> that's what you are. Judy in the sky. Doing. You are on. Uh, you are the first of our Valentines. Okay, February fourteenth, eighteen forty-nine. James Knox Polk becomes the first sitting president to have his photograph taken. The photographer, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the photographer Matthew Brady would become best known for his photographs taken during the Civil War. Yes, and he did some photographs of uh, future uh, uh, presidents as well. James Knox Polk. Maybe one of the most awkward uh, named presidents we have. James Knox Polk. I like the Polk part. Like the Polk? Yeah. I kind of like the Knox. <laughs> There's something for everybody with James <laughs> Knox Polk. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. February 14th, 1859, Oregon becomes the 33rd state. Congratulations. Well done, Oregon. You did it. Yes. You're not California anymore. <laughs> what did Stephen Colbert call Oregon? California's Canada and Washington's Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. February 15th, 1925. The final run of Serum... What is that? Serum is uh, medicine. Oh, I see. The final run of serum to Nome, Alaska is delivered, stopping a major diphtheria outbreak. The serum is delivered by two dog sled crews, and the dogs involved become national heroes. A statue of the lead dog, Balto, is in New York's Central Park. Which is why we know Balto. Do you know a year ago... We did this on game prep. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that because uh, stuff, stuff started to him. sound very familiar <laughs> as I was reading on stuff, and I was like, "Why this all sounds?" But I, now that I've been writing quizzes for so long, that happens all the time. It's yeah, like, I bet. I've asked this question, and then I'll look, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I asked it three years ago." It's fine. So, yeah. You can repeat. Yeah, people forget. People don't remember anything. Well, marijuana's legal now in the state. <laughs> everybody's just like, I can repeat stuff from yesterday. Also, with the Judy in Disguise, we added another fact. Oh, 
to the game preps. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to tell you that. Oh my god, this is my oh. It makes I'm, me really happy when I teach you a little tidbit. It just makes me feel just warm and I just I love <laughs> knowing stuff like that. It just makes me very happy. Uh, uh last one, uh February 15th, 1954. Happy birthday, Matt Groening. Happy birthday. Creator of the comic strip Life in Hell and the animated TV shows The Simpsons and Futurama. Now, I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. So, I have seen, or I've talked to people who prefer one of those shows to the other. Do you have a preference? A preference of shows? Um... I would say up to about the twelfth season of The Simpsons. Right. That's very dear to me because I've seen it so much and it's so classic. Yeah. And like things in daily life reminded me of it all the time. Sure. But I kind of like almost all of Futurama. Interesting. But I can't really choose. I like them both. Yeah. I'm not going to make you choose. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I am not really familiar with Futurama. I have watched bits and pieces. I'll watch an yeah. episode uh, here and there. But I know younger people that I know love Futurama and really don't know The Simpsons much at all. Mm, they're, you they're, should definitely watch it at some point. I really want to. I want to start from the beginning and kind of watch the whole now thing. Now that they've taken half of it off of Netflix, it's mm. totally time for you to do that. Netflix. <laughs> Bring back Columbo while you're at it. Oh, yeah. You Definitely need bastards. to do that. I can name about seven shows that Netflix needs to bring back right now. Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf, come on back. Law and Order, seasons uh, one through eight, bring them back. They always take off the shows that I just start watching. They did it with Law and Order, and they did it with Columbo. Yeah. Like, how do they know that I just started watching it? <laughs> They have these little pleasure uh, pleasure feelers out there. They're like, oh, Monica's enjoying something. Get it out of here. <laughs> this is wrong. This is wrong. She's not supposed to have fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was Game Prep. We can't go back in time, but we can keep going forward until people invent the backwards time machine. And then we can go home. Hit it. In the Do you know if you want to do your musics first or second? Should we do love first or should we hate first? Let's this do is love say, first. Oh, you're a romantic at heart. Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right, it is time for the audio round challenge. And because it is Valentine's week, it's the Valentine's. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a round on hate and love. Both. Both. There's a thin line between love and hate, as they've sang in a song once. Uh, I'm doing the love songs because, you know, Monica's doing the hate songs because, <laughs> you know. Uh, Monica, how was this putting this together? 
Um, it was kind of difficult because I'm trying to find songs with the word hate in the title. Yeah. And most of them are by a certain genre. Yes. I would say. <laughs> yes. I can imagine that it's a... Uh, it's going to be a lot of growly. Uh, yeah. So there's like two men. of those. Okay. I tried to filter out as much as I could. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, mine, on the other hand, was an an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Too many. So I tried to stay pretty modern, and that was easy. And then, uh, yeah, it's just there's just I mean. L- I go to this website where you can plug in uh, the word and it'll show you how many songs they have listed. This was the longest one that I, it was like, (laughs) it was like a hundred pages of songs. (laughs) And it's like, okay. So, uh, yeah. And I'm going to go first with the love songs. Uh, Monica's going to guess. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go with love song at number one. Any of that sound familiar to you? Kind of. Yeah. I don't know, though. Is it a duet? It's not a duet. It's um, just a single female singer. Single female singer. Do you know the uh, comedian Tig Notaro? Yes. If you know some of her routines, you will know who the singer is. Oh, I don't know her routine. Oh, okay. I just know who she is. She has a very funny routine about meeting the singer on several different occasions. Okay. I don't know. It didn't really sound like Whitney Houston, but it sounded like a diva. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it is a Taylor Dane. Oh, I don't know who that is. And the song is called Love Will Lead You Back. Love Will oh, Lead yeah. You Back. I've heard that. Yeah. So Tig Notaro has a routine about how she's met uh, Taylor Dane in all these weird situations in Los Angeles. And every time she meets her, she says the exact same thing to Taylor Dane. And Taylor Dane does not know who she is at all. But she does these random, like, four run-ins with her. And every time she goes up and says the exact same words to what Taylor she Day, she's like, And I actually feel confident that I'm the reason that Taylor Dane ended up putting out another record. Because <laughs> you know she called her manager and was like, My fans miss me. They love me. I mean, sure, they're a bunch of he-she-looking robots. Excuse me. I'm sorry to bother you, but I just have to tell you. I love your voice. Excuse me. Sorry to bother you, but I just have to tell you. I love your voice. Excuse me. I'm sorry to bother you. All right, are you ready for your first hate song? Well, since you're in that hate mood, let's just do it. Fine. Fine. Show me some hate. Then I started to 
song's called She Hates Me. Yes. La 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 la. No laws. Yeah, he says. Well, he swears in that song. It's it's very dirty. Uh, yeah, it is, I hate this song. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Um, this was a big cover band song back a few years ago. That is um, um, Puddle of Mud. With it two, is. With two Ds in Puddle and two Ds in Mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a terrible song. <laughs> yeah. That's why I started with it. Get the hate going. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's going to work for me. <laughs> All right, let's get some love going with song number two. Get some love going with song number two. Stop right there. Stop right there. There's your title. I knew I loved you. There it is. There's one point. Are we taking points? I could only remember by singing it. That was good. That was good. Uh, Now, who is that? That's a pretty awful song, too. Yeah. It's so whiny. Is it a boy band? It's a duo. Mm. But not a duet. It's a duo. I don't think I can remember that. The band uh, is called Savage Garden. Okay. Savage Garden. But you get a point for the title. Look at me. Yeah. Um, we should probably take, take uh, keep score. Okay. All right. We'll just write on the wall here in the studio <laughs> in big indelible markers. <laughs> in inedible markers. All right. Give Ready? me some hate. All right. You managed to get a little love and a little hate mm-hmm. in the same title. That's I Hate Myself for Loving You as Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That's right. Very nice. I love that song. It's a good one. All right. Back to the love for your next song. Is it a crazy little thing called love? There's a point. I'm just going to guess Elvis Presley. Wow. That's how amazing that song is, how they transformed their sound. That is Queen. Oh, really? That is Queen. Oh, I didn't know I that. I remember those came out in 1980, and I remember hearing that song. They were trying song. to sound like Elvis, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's one of those amazing... I didn't think it was Elvis. Yeah. But... I didn't know who it was. That I remember because I was a I was a Queen fan back at that even at that early age, and that song came out on the radio and was like, "Oh, who's this?" And when they said it was Queen, because that's on the same album as another one, "Bites the Dust," which yeah. I mean could be I mean two totally different bands yeah. doing that. So great song. Well, I need to remember that Queen. Put that on another audio challenge for me later. Uh, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> Number three. 
Say this. I want to hear more of that song because I really like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, sounded. To, I'm going to take a wild guess because it sounded to me like an artist. I, I mean, if it's this, it's amazing. Uh, Robbie Folks. No. Okay. Then I have no idea who it is. It's the Abbott Brothers. Oh, the Abbott Brothers. And it's called The Ballad of Love and Hate. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love the Abbott Brothers. I've never yeah. heard that song, though. Me neither. Yeah. I just found it, and I really liked it. There's an Avett Brothers documentary out there that's... I just I just saw it today, like, advertised either on Netflix or, or something on demand. So, but yeah, that's great. I want to hear that whole song now. That's fantastic. Um, all right. Here we go. Back to the love. Song number four? Number four. Happy, sad. Something happened along the way. Yesterday was all we had. Is it? Up. Is it the Bee Gees? Not the Bee Gees. I have no idea. It's uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay. And the song is called "After the Love Is Gone." Got it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing very good in this podcast. You know, just so everybody knows out there, I really want you to get all of these right. And I don't. You really do? I don't want to stump you at all. Well, you're really good at stumping me. I'm very bad at my job. (laughs) I only half try to stump you. (laughs) Well, the half you do is usually pretty good. Okay. Here's number four. Okay. You'll never know. You'll never know. My baby. You know I'm so. I don't tell you. Wow. Um, uh, I have no idea. I've never heard that song. So I am going to guess Los Lobos. Mm-mm. All right. It's the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. And it's called Hate to See You Go. Wow. Rolling Stones. Yeah, they get bluesy at times, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, their their uh, band name was named after a blues song. Mm-hmm. A little Muddy Water song. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. We're down to our last songs. Here is a final love song for Monica. I would guess Wilson Phillips. That would be right. Really? Yep. So there's one point. That's a very Wilson Phillips. Talk about a band (laughs) with a a signature song sound. (laughs) Very much so. Um, Love something. Uh, It's called You're in Love. Okay. Uh, And the song is about uh, 
hey, you broke up with me and I'm really sad, but now I see that you're happy with this other person, so now I'm happy too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very well-adjusted And song. then she went and keys his <laughs> car. <laughs> All right, last one. Oh, God. Again, that early 2000s era of music where that could be about 70 different bands that all seemed to get signed at the same time and put out albums at the same time that sounded exactly the same. I'm going to say Incubus. No. That's always my go-to guess for that era. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Well, do you have a song title? Is it just called... Uh, I, I I hate you. No. Okay. It's I hate everything about you. <laughs> I hate everything about you. And who's it by? Three days grace. Three days grace. Oh, three days grace. <laughs> All right, three days grace. You win. All right, how do we do on the audio round challenge? Actually, you win. Okay. You got four. And I got two. All right. It was a tough round. Tough rounds all so around. So total today. is six to two. <laughs> you avoided the shutout. So that's always good. With two stupid song titles that everybody listening to this probably knew. You got your Wilson Phillips. You got your uh, Savage Garden. Oh, um, I got the title. Yeah. Wait, did I... You got I... the band Wilson Phillips. I did. Did yeah. I get another title? You got Crazy Little Thing Called Love. You got three points. Oh, I got three! You got three points! I lose it <laughs> keeping score, too. <laughs> Celebration time. Come on. All right. Before we go, let's talk about where we're going to host this week, Monica. Tuesday, Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesday, the Bluegrass in Georgetown. I am Monday at the Skylark in West Seattle, Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma, Wednesday I'm at the Berliner in Renton, Thursday I will be at the Pono Ranch in Ballard, and Kat will be at the 907, uh, the local 907 in Renton on Thursday. Kat will also be at Bison Creek Pizza in Burien on Tuesday, and we have trivia also at Murphy's in Wallingford Tuesday and Thursday. That was me. Uh, <laughs> Bo, uh, all of them are free to play. All of them have prizes. All of them start around seven thirty, uh, except for Berliner starts at eight. So go out there and get your points for the tournament. We're getting closer and closer to the big day, Saturday, March tenth. It's going to be a lot of fun, and Monica is going to get on a plane after uh, on Thursday and get out of town. Yep, Monica, safe travels to you. Thank you. Go get that UP selfie. I want it so yes, bad. You want it. I want it. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for downloading and listening. Oh, hey, why don't you review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you do it. It helps people find the podcast if you give us a nice five-star review. Don't even have to say anything. Just click on the five stars and move along with your life, and that helps other people find the podcast. So please do, and that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Right.